This is James Earl Jones, and you're listening to No Jibba Jabba FM. Hey, hey. What? And wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Yeah, but we can't start without some theme music. Mommy, wow! I'm a big kid now. Since a lady rocking huggies But I never really grew up from my days of Teletubbies Guess I'm just a big kid Never liked the dust stuff Maybe just a dust swim Aqua team Gundam Sip a little bubbly But I still be drinking Swiss Miss When I get some gummies I'll be flipping like it's Christmas Better like So much the dust There's dust all over every Everything in here Oh man, what happened? But, you know, we <laughs> take a break for you know, maybe a little longer than we planned, but, I mean, no one cleans up in the office up here? It, apparently not. Damn. Apparently, we, uh, we didn't pay the, uh, maid during, during vacation. Yeah, I guess not, you know? <laughs> Looks like the keepers of the funk basement down here. <laughs> this is the corner office. Yeah, yeah, we're supposed to be on the penthouse level. We're, uh, we, we, we were first. Ah, man. But, uh, yeah, yeah. anyway. Nice being back in the seat, though. Yes, and welcome back to Death Cakes, episode 40. Yes. Um, any new listeners out there, I am Jay. And I'm Illy. And welcome. Uh, you may have found us from our crossover episode with Bodega Box Office. Yes, shout out to Bodega Box Office. What up? Yeah, what up, guys? And, um... Yeah, we are here to talk about 80s and 90s nostalgia. Yes. Um, you know, we're not experts in any sort of way in anything. <laughs> we just talk a lot of shit. And not so much. You know, we talk about our memories. And, yeah. You know, having lived, you know, we're talking about it from from the perspective of having lived it and telling you what we've seen. Yeah, it, it's basically our perspective on these things, and our main hope for this show is that you go back and, you know, you start thinking about stuff and, you know, have these same conversations with your friends and, um, you know, have talk with us on our Twitter and our Facebook, which is also sorely lacking over the, <laughs> over the break, but uh, anyway... We are back, and we've been alluding to this one for a long time. We were actually going to do it before the break, but decided not to. Yeah. Said it would be a good one to open up, open back up on. Yeah, because if you listen to our last I, Mini the Fool, um, which, did that come out last year, or did that come out in January? I don't remember. It came out in... Oh, that's a good question. We recorded it. We recorded it at the end of last year, but it came out sometime in early January. Okay. Yeah, 2015 was kind of a shitty year. Sucked. It really threw... Sucked. Everything <laughs> off a of schedule. Yeah. 
and then with the Herculean effort of trying to get everyone everyone together for the uh, crossover with Bodega, um, we just got behind. Yeah. Because we were originally supposed to be back at the beginning of February. Mm-hmm. But now here we are recording this at uh, the end of February. Hopefully it will be out before March, but we just have to see what happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so if, if, if you're listening to this in March, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, let's, let's, uh, let's stop with all the preamble, man. What are we talking about? I've been, I've been so anxious to talk about this one. This has, yeah. been, this, this has been, even before the break and all the stuff we were talking about doing live. I mean, this is something we've had on the docket for a while, like probably for a good year. Yeah. Yeah, and, and we, we've talked some about it here and there, but we haven't really mm-hmm. gotten into specifics, and we're going to get into specifics today. Ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about the one and only music television. Turn it on. Leave it on. America, see the music you want to see. I want my MTV. <laughs> I want my MTV. I want my MTV. I want my MTV. 24 hours a day on cable TV. Stereo. Interviews. BJ. Your day. World premiere videos. Venture. Music news. I want my MTV. 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 Yeah, too much is never enough. That's right. We're talking MTV. And, uh, let's just, uh, get into it. Well... Before we get into it, where do we want to start with MTV? Because, like I said, we are not experts in anything. And we're not going to get into the minutia of, of uh, who started what and who was first and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, all I can tell you is that my the first experience with MTV that I can remember was, uh, I guess, sometime in 89... I'm pretty sure I flipped past it and seen something on there before that, you know, we didn't have cable, but, uh, my grandparents did. Mm-hmm. And, uh, my uncle Marty, I remember this is around the time that Batman 89 was about to drop and they had some contest where, uh, you could win the Batmobile. Don't remember what show it had to do with or that'd be a certain video I had to call in about or what, whatever it was, but. He was watched, you know, he, they rarely ever had it on MTV over there. I mean, no one really watched MTV over there, but he was like, and I remember someone had asked him about that. He's like, why are you watching all these music videos? And he said, oh, cause I got, I got to win the Batmobile, <laughs> you know, and he was trying to, he was trying to win the Batmobile somehow or another, but then gave up and said, fuck it. Um, and then other than that, I mean, I think I saw my first Yo MTV raps, which we'll get into that a little later, but I saw my first Yo MTV raps sometime that same year and for whatever reason the only video I can remember is uh They Want Money by Kumo D <laughs> yeah so yeah. I mean I don't I, I, I mean I know the history of the channel you know just it was all music all the time I want my MTV you know uh but I mean hell I was a kid I didn't want to watch MTV I want to watch Nickelodeon especially back in the 80s when it was Mostly rock. It was Mostly all rock. rock and pop. Yeah, it was all rock. I mean, they didn't show any 
I, I think what like Michael Jackson was the first thing they, first black artist period that they played yeah you know although they there you know he was joined uh, by the Fat Boys which ties in pretty well with uh, <laughs> with our crossover episode don't, you know don't don't <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if they actually showed their videos, but they did a lot of promos and commercials on MTV. So uh, there's that. But um, yeah, if I told you I remembered that, I'd be lying. I don't remember that firsthand. No, I just know it happened either. Yeah, I don't either. But um, I said we're not going to cover all the history. Though I I will say MTV first uh, began August first of 1981, and this is the uh, this is the Jeopardy question or Trivial Pursuit question answer for you. The first video that was played was the Buggles video "Killed the Radio Star." Uh, very is it nice. the Buggles? Yeah, the Buggles, and uh, very nice tie-in also because if you look at uh, episode twenty-three of Death Cakes, uh, video "Killed the Video Star." Yeah, which kind of um, where we kind of touched on MTV back then. Yeah, okay. uh, if you ties into this yeah yeah and if you notice uh for people who like uh check out our our uh our header art our episode art for each one i parodied the buckles uh vinyl cover but instead of them it was puffy and mace because we kind of blame them for killing the rap videos (laughs) yeah but uh you know our my experience was sort of similar you know i would watch it uh I think the first time I saw MTV was at your grandmother's house. Okay. And, uh, you know, watching Kate here and there again, they weren't playing a whole lot of, uh, rap videos. Right. They played a lot of pop stuff. Yeah, and in in the 80s, I mean, I've talked about my musical whole thing. You know, I I didn't seek out music when I was a kid. You know, I listened just because that's what everyone else was doing. But, you know, it, it, it wasn't like I was you know, obsessed with, with music the way I was in the 90s. So, you know, I knew some of these songs just from being around my friend to listen to music and, you know, uh, uh, you know, the rock stuff and the uh, Thompson Twins and all that kind of pop music, you know, garbage from that mall bubblegum pop stuff. Tiffany. Tiffany. Of- <laughs> yeah, Tiffany, a lot, a lot of, um, uh, Van Halen and that kind of crap. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. You know, but Duran, was, Duran. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't until, I want to say it was either 89 or 90 when my cable company finally added MTV to the rotation. And, you know, that's when I really sort of started watching um, a lot more. Mostly, you know, when when uh, Yo MTV Raps came out and uh, MTV Jams too. Yeah, yeah. Now MTV Which, Jams. I don't remember when that started, um, but I don't remember. I that took off for me in '93. But well, I guess we'll circle back around to that. But. uh yeah, that's when I remember started watching. I'll, I'll get I'll get to how I got exposed to that, but yeah, MTV Jams, uh, yeah, which was Bill Bellamy. Oh yeah, and then uh, of course Yo MTV Raps. Didn't they have two sets of hosts? Because first it it was uh, 
Doctor Dre and Eddie. Lover. It was Fab Five Freddy originally. Was he the first one? I believe so. And okay. then you got Doctor Dre and that Lover. Yeah, and then they just kind of rotated out from week to week. It seemed like, didn't it? Or from day to day, it'd be a different one. Or maybe one of them did the weekends. I, I don't remember where Fab Five disappeared to. Because sometimes he, he was there. Sometimes he wasn't. Yeah, I my memory is fuzzy as far as that goes. Let me see if I can find out. Sure, um, check out the uh, Internet Bible, which yeah, uh, I'm for on new listeners. Uh, yeah, we, we consult the Internet Bible to jog the memory a little bit. Okay, Again. 19... Yeah, 1988 is when the OMTV rap started. Um, okay. So, about right on time for me. Like I said, probably 89 is uh, when I saw it for the first time in the Kumo D video. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's interesting, you know, because as much as I loved music back then, and again, you know, for people who listen to Keepers of the Funk, I was, you know, pretty much uh, scratching the surface of hip hop and really getting into it, you know, in late 87, you know, early 88 and forward. I didn't, I didn't so much care about videos though. I was like, I'll just listen to a Magic 108, you know? Right. You know? Which I, it really I wasn't, right. It, it really wasn't until I found the box on the UHF dial that I started watching videos a lot because all of a sudden they're playing a lot of stuff that wasn't getting played on the radio. Whereas MTV, they played the stuff that I already knew about. Right. And that was the thing that, um, you know, I really, did, I, I mean, we had Magic 108, so you would listen to, um, you know, everything there, more or less. And then when it came to the videos, MTV would show some cool stuff every now and then but a lot of times it was the same old videos every every week it wasn't until I until I got to college and got um, BET and mm-hmm. saw Rap City oh. and saw all of you know Rap City shows everything you know Rap City would show videos for stuff that for uh, songs that weren't necessarily singles that were B-sides that they made videos for you know. Oh, but you know, and we would get, we, you know, we'll get off an entirely different tangent if we start comparing the two. But you know, Rap City. I remember going to a friend's house uh, when I was younger and seeing Rap City you know, video soul for the first time. Or then, um, I guess when we finally got cable and we had the two. You know, I'm in. in this is when your MTV raps. It was in its decline anyway. This is like '94. Mm-hmm. I think this is right around the time when. Uh, and Dr. Dre and their lover were out. And, uh, you know, I think they resurrected in another form. They just called it Yo for a while and had no, no VJs had at all. No, yeah. It was just video, it was just straight video after video. And sometimes they would have a, um, a musical guest host it, but, you know, for the most part, it was just, it was just music. Um, but I, I much preferred BET again because it was more like the box where it had a much bigger variety of, of, of uh, of, of, of songs that they played um, and I mean I just got I just remember like pretty much if it had a video it got played it didn't matter what it was it didn't matter how popular it was it was on there and so their countdowns were still much different because I mean, MTV countdowns are getting to be the biggest hits BET countdown would be something totally different and it might get hell I mean there were some 
there was some pretty underground shit that was making it, you know, mm-hmm. in the top spots over there. Um, and I remember my little cousin, uh, Mike, who's, uh, Jay Mills, uh, younger brother. Shout out to him. Um, you know, <laughs> him being not really much of a music man and being a young kid at that point anyway. Uh, I just remember one time we were talking about, I think we flipped past BET. And I think, um, uh, it was a, there was an R&B artist named Link. Do you remember that? Uh, vaguely. I, yeah, I couldn't tell you a song he sang. I didn't know him like that, but I just remember the name. And I remember flipping past, I guess it was around when he first came out. I was like, who is Link? I wonder. And Mike says, man, this is BET. They make up rappers on this channel. <laughs> because he didn't know any of them, but. <laughs> but I mean, that's how deep their, their, their selection was. You know, but, you know, we're. No, oh, yeah, Rap, Rap City by leaps and bounds was so much better than. Than, than uh, you know, than a lot of the MTV shows, but that's another conversation. Yeah. Now, um, I, I just looked it up here. Okay. Uh, Fat Five was the original host, and then later on, Dre and Lover came on, and they became the weekday host, and then Fat Five was the weekend host. Ah, uh, all right, that makes more sense. And um, when did you say they left? In '94. It was '94, '95. Okay. Yeah, because I have in my hand. My cassette tape of Dr. Dre and Ed Lover's horrible. Well, I say horrible. Um, hey, man. Their, their album, Back Up Off Me. That album is a guilty pleasure. Yeah, because, I mean, the the title track, Back Up Off Me, is stupid. There's another dumb song called Tootin' on the Hooters. Tootin' on the Hooters. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that one. But, but there are some solid songs on there, like the song with, uh, with Death Squad. Uh, yeah, that one's good. Someone does. I wasn't thinking. I was thinking about the one with Lords of the Underground, the East Coast sound. Oh really yeah, good. yeah, that was good. And then there's the one with Biggie, uh, Who's the Man? Yes, that one's really good. And I, I'm about to post a picture of this on Instagram. So if you see it here, uh, you know we're talking it right now. Yeah, and that's uh, um that album. Again, it, it it's a guilty play. It kind of you know. It's kind of in the same vein as, uh, I look at it the same way. I used to look at those, uh, those, those Shaquille O'Neal albums. Where, yeah. you know, cause I mean, he's not, they're not rappers. They know they're not. Same with Shaq. They know they're not rappers, but they just, they had access to their favorite producers or, and whatnot. They had them come on and do the song and they had fun doing it. That's really what that album was. Yeah, that's true. You know. So I don't take it for anything more than what it was, but it has some dope beat. I mean, that production was solid, though. Yeah, you can hear some of it underneath right now. I mean, think about it. It was your TV raps. It was iconic. So, I mean, who didn't want to get down with it right. if they were able to? Right. I mean, and that also led to their their uh, movie, which came out before this, Who's the Man? And that had, you know, everyone from your exactly. TV raps. For the same reason. Yeah, the same exact reason. And... Uh, Anyway, I, I mean, Yo was pretty much my go-to show on there, and, and then Jams every now and then just to get the R&B hookup, you know. Yeah. Now, when's uh, the first? When did Jams come out? Do you know? Because um, I tried to look on the Internet Bible about that myself, and it was talking about the MTV Jam, the satellite channel. Yeah. You know, but that's not the same thing. No, it, it actually does. I don't see anything about it. Looking at the VJs and 
see what <laughs> that's the topic I want to broach too. You know, before we get done with this, man. That's go ahead. Because uh, well, we're all over the because we're out of practice and all over the place. So. Yeah, I mean, well, we're not talking about this in any kind of order, anyhow. I mean, you know, because chronologically, again, you know, we weren't around for it for much of the eighties, the nineties. It's kind of a blur for me because there's random points where I'd catch stuff on MTV, but I didn't really tune in. Um, MTV really, okay, I will tell you, I guess, the real, I guess my real origin point, my real genesis watching MTV happened in 93, and it's because, um, well, one, uh, my dad had a cable. My, my, we just stood in having it at my mom's house, but my dad had gotten it. And, uh, that was on there. Another thing is, it's like right around, like, toward the tail end of, uh, no, I guess this would, shit, it would have been 94. Well, between 93 and 94, because there'd be times in, in, in class where, um, uh, you know, we'd be pretty much, you know, for the, for the semester, we'd be done with pretty much the curriculum, and so we'd have a lot of free time at the end of class, and so, they would allow us, you know, to turn the TV on and it'd be MTV, it, you know, somewhat, uh, in the morning they turn it to MTV mm-hmm. and MTV Jams would be on. So that's where I got familiar with the name Bill Bellamy. And I think they played the most, uh, I just remember Gin and Juice getting a lot of burn on there. Um, Us Three by, or a Cantaloupe by Us Three. That was, <laughs> it was cool back then, uh, just for the Herbie sample, but nah, then I never cared much about the group at all. And that song can, but anyway. Flip Fantasia. If I told that story about my, how my pops walked in one time, uh, or where? I don't think so. Oh, cause you know, uh, well, to recap for, Everybody who's heard this story before, or, or you know, heard me talk about it before, or for people who don't know, my father hates hip hop. Never, well, you know, nowadays he's kind of embraced it. He's kind of gone back, kind of as a his, as as a his, historian perspective has gone back, and you know, kind of gone back to the old classic canon, like you know, the Public Enemies and whatnot, and you know, he's kind of appreciates some of that stuff on that level and whatnot. It's funny when he tries to rap though, um, but. He hated rap. He always called it brain damage, which always surprised me, given that he's a jazz musician and he grew up on funk. Um, but anyway, so he doesn't. He never, he never liked it. I think uh, Warren G. Uh, Regulate was on, and then it, right when that went off, uh, Cantaloupe comes on, and my pop, he walks in the room right when that's on, and he hears the beat, and he's like, "Ah, now see right there, that's the stuff. That's what you need to be like." Oh, is it? He, he started to say something about how he was. Glad I was checking out, uh, like jazz or something like that. He said, this is the kind of stuff I will, I, I've been trying to raise you on. And then the guy, <laughs> the beat comes out, the guy starts rapping, groovy, groovy, jazzy, funky, bouncy. No! No! <laughs> He's pissed <laughs> off because <laughs> Because they hijacked that and started rapping on it. He just walks out of the room. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so that's another one. For some reason, I'm drawing a blank on how my, um, Jade, that, um, that, uh, R&B group, the, the chicks, uh, Jeanne. With the Don't Walk Away. Yeah, yeah, Don't there. Walk Away. That was the exact one. That, that, um, that's some, that's some fucking, uh, black butt rock <laughs> right there. <laughs> that's a new jack swing. Oh, sure, the Hard. fuck it is, man. Oh, yeah. 
Yep. This is yeah. That was that, New Jack Swing was still it was it was on its last legs, but it was still it was still out there. So that was one. Uh, Jeanne, you know, Jeanne was yeah. That, that was sort of the uh, sort of the beginning of the neo soul. Yeah, they were, mm-hmm. they were a little more pop with it, but they were yeah. kind of they kind of they kind of tread tread you know kind of tread between both. Kind of mm-hmm. walk that line there, but yeah, that was. I remember those videos getting a lot of play. I remember being in class, you know, like I said, um, toward the end of semesters where that kind of stuff would be on, and we'd be watching that. And so, um, fast forwarding, I guess, to the end of that school year, uh, '94, uh, you know, spring '94. You know, it's when the they're you know every spring they go to the beach house, you know, throughout the summer, and so uh, Bill Bellamy was there, and you know he be talking the videos that's where I saw Coolio's Fantastic Voyage the first time it was in class you know oh, yeah. uh, you know all of that yeah let's can I tell you I, I think I probably told this before but when I discovered that we had MTV it was mm-hmm. right at spring break you know and I'm flipping through the channels just kind of fucking around <laughs> and and you know I happened to turn it on just just in time for the fucking um, the wet t-shirt contest <laughs> and I was hooked so, <laughs> yeah I, 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 I bet so, you were <laughs> so much so that um, I had a a VHS it, it was a 60 minute VHS of uh, the Super Mario Brothers Super Show right okay I took I remember that the one with the Koopzilla on it. Yeah, Koopzilla. And the scientist that invented Super Sushi! I pulled the old uh, uh, trick where you take a piece of paper and wad it up so you can record over it. So, yeah, the first maybe three minutes is Super Mario Super Show. And then it gets right into the fucking uh, uh, bikini contest. <laughs> Goes the Badass. whole hour. <laughs> And I just had it on the shelf. That that was that was my uh, jam back in the day. There you go. You know, I gotta I gotta rewind just a little bit too. Um, again, springtime. Um, I think it was all spring during black school school's spring break, and uh, we had spent the week out at your place, and you were watching. Yeah, you were you were watching it, and uh, okay, it was like. Because they did, because they changed the format just a little bit. I mean, a lot of the shows would be the same, and they just happen to be on the beach, like at the beach house doing it. But then they would insert different shows, like um, like mostly afternoon was hosted by Polly the Fuck Shore. So they have this Ugh. this this hour block called Chilling with the Wees, and then it, you know he he hosts out there on the uh, the outdoor stage, or uh, they had some show called uh, Beauty in the Beach. Mm-hmm. Was that the one? Was was that with the wet t-shirt contest? Or was that something different? No, that was separate. Okay, but I remember that, and they had MC Hammer come out there and perform, and I think that was the first time I heard Pumps in a Bump and died laughing because he walked out there with that with, with that with that LA Raiders stocking cap <laughs> and that scully on, and he's got this this. It's supposed to sound like gangster rap, but it's still it's it's still like New Jack butt rock. Oh, I was crying. I was laughing my ass off. That was the first time I saw it. Oh, God. 
<laughs> but yeah, Paul actually hosted it for a good like what three four years doing yeah you know, for a long time. That that was like his like you wouldn't see him on MTV at all unless until, he had a movie out. Unless, yeah, that's true. Because then they hire him back on in a second, have him host the top twenty countdown or something. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, but but yeah, other than that, he might do a promo or something. But yeah, he that that was his bread and butter. Yeah, yeah. during the during the spring break. But uh, uh, what else do they used to do? Uh, the the uh, MTV Raps guys they used to do the uh, Famer Shame contest, which is oh, pretty yeah. much just. Uh, it's just talent like a show. talent contest, you know, and you know, uh, they kind of judge from the crowd, and you know, if it was, yeah, they would spray him with spray him with fire hoses or some shit. Yeah, now I I know I told this story because we we're talking about concerts on one of the episodes. Um, my very first concert was Criss Cross at Six Flags, and yes, Ed Loverwood was there just as the opener, you know, and he was doing fame or shame there, mm-hmm. um, but just with. It, it was basically an open mic for rappers. Uh, I want to say white dude. Okay. I want to say there were four contestants. Three of them were black, and one of them was white. And the white dude ended up winning. The rest of the dudes were which is clowns. A, kind of a surprise, given that that was like 1992. Yeah, it was right before the bomb came out. So that was 92 or 93. Yo, 93. Yeah, 93. Yeah. Yeah, because it was the bomb tour. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Um, but other than that, I mean, you had spring break, you had summer at the beach house. Then, um, but for the mo- most part, everything was still music. I mean, you would, with with those events, you'd have a lot of live performances. Right. But they would only run, what, maybe four or five hours during the day, but then they would still have all of their all of their regular programming in there, you know? Yeah, because at night they were, you know, or in, you know, they would just be inside the house and they'd host the... Yeah. You know, one of the, the music video shows. Yeah, because it was, uh, I want to say Yo came on at 10... And it went for an hour. Right after Yo went off was 120 minutes, was which was the uh, heavy metal show with uh, Matt Penfield. He was a bald dude. And then uh, I don't remember what was after that. But uh, um, I'll tell you what I do remember. And. Uh, you know, again, you know, this is all 94, you know, all kind of bleeding together right here. So, um, there was that summer and then, uh, we got, finally got a cable at, at, you know, I was still living with my mom at the time. So we finally got a cable over there. And so we had MTV and I've told the story a billion times. Yes. MTV is how I finally got exposed to rock music. Cause this is right in the middle of, uh, the alternative movement. And the stuff was actually sounded pretty good. It was a lot different from the hair metal and all the shit that that I associated with rock and roll growing up as a kid, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty interesting. And I'm like, okay, you know, this, this ain't so bad. You know, white people make pretty good music after all. Who who, who thought? <laughs> you know. So uh, so um, I used to get up in the morning. Actually, I don't. 
maybe between maybe eight nine o'clock in the morning uh, is when they played uh, they had a show called MTV MTV Blocks and Blocks all Blocks was they would have three artists and they would play three songs by three artists or three types of uh, music so like let's say let's say they did a an R&B block or something like that so you might see TLC you might see you know uh, uh, Babyface Aaron Hall that's a block you know, mm-hmm. but for the most part, it was three artists. So, you know, you uh, so you would see like you know three Snoop videos or uh, three Red Hot Chili Peppers videos, and it was usually they usually repeated a lot of the same ones too. So, if you saw there was gonna be a Beastie Boys block, it would be Sabotage. It would it it would be What You Want and Fight for Your Right to Party. You know, until they came up with more stuff off of the current album, then you might see two of those, and they pull one of the old ones. Right. You know, uh, a lot of L. Aerosmith was a was a common one on the blocks, uh, because they had the uh, I don't remember the name of the album, but it was the one that had uh, that crazy, and uh, yeah, it, it was the one that had one of those. It's when they first started putting Alicia Silverstone in the. In the yeah, what wasn't that like a two part video? Wasn't it? Uh, we, we've talked about sequel videos before, but what wasn't that a sequel video? No. Or did you just happen to have? No, but they just used her in all the videos. Okay, she was in all of them, and there, uh, and then he started putting his daughter in them too. And then, so I, there were a lot of videos with both of them. That was creepy. Yeah, I know, right? That was creepy. Yeah, yeah. You want to see some? I, I know everyone talks now about how Donald Trump said if if. if if his daughter wasn't his daughter, he'd probably sleep with her. That's nothing compared to to Steven Tyler putting Liv Tyler, <laughs> a young Liv Tyler, in his music videos, all sexed up and stuff. Oh, I know, right? There yeah. was a uh, <laughs> you remember those commercials with that cab driver, oh, and he'd be like, he'd be talking about. <laughs> he'd be talking about shows on MTV, but they're really just the videos. Mm-hmm. And he'd be describing a video, and he's talking about some about some 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 movie he saw about like yeah you know it's a it's a video it's like some blonde and uh and, and Steve Tyler's daughter man she's got she, she's got these pants on so high you can see the behind crack you know you know you know <laughs> but I mean, he was right man. He, mm-hmm. she was you know wearing nothing I'm like that's really weird and I didn't know that was his daughter until I saw that commercial I'm like oh really that's his daughter yeah Gross. that was those uh. Jill the taxi driver that was uh, Donald Logue who uh, you may may know him now he plays Harvey Bullock on Gotham Mm -hmm. but he was how old he had because he's not that old now they just probably just make up the fuck out of him they make up the fuck out of him he looked to be about 50 years old yeah oh yeah but he's really a relatively young guy. But he mm-hmm. did the, those things because they weren't, they were, they were bumpers essentially. Right, bumpers. But they, they would go, you know, like a minute, two minutes long. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of weird for a bumper. Well, because, MT- well, if you remember though, MTV's commercial breaks seem notoriously long. Yeah, that's true. So. You know, and and it would be with two bumpers too, because they begin with a bumper and then end with a bumper. Yeah, that's of some right. sort, you know. But yeah, and then uh, another one. I'm kind of getting off track here, but another one of his that I liked. There was two. There was one with uh, when Boys to Men came out with "I'll Make Love to You." 
talking about how it's a chick because you know the video if you guys remember that uh it's so she's in the she's in the hot tub or you know the jacuzzi bath in her house and there it cuts back and forth between boys to men singing and her like you know looking at a picture i guess of uh her man at the time or whatever and it's like talking about <laughs> he's talking about she's in there she's taking a bath and then is these guys in her in her her house alarm says going off like rah, 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 and you look out the window it's four guys out there and they're out there going boys to men and boys to men <laughs> <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and, then, and then there's the one where he was talking about coolio's fantastic voyage video because uh Long story short, um, his friend calls him, says he want to go to the beach. He's like, we don't have a car. Yeah, we ain't got no car, fool. And then, uh, you know, the basically kind of like does a Cinderella thing where some guy with a with a cane he turns the he turns his bicycle into a car, and they all start driving down to the beach. And then everybody hops in the trunk, just starts driving up the street, picking up everybody in the trunk. And then all these people pile out, clown car style, and have a party on the beach. And then he wakes up, and it never happened. But yeah. uh it shows a map as they're driving out of the you know, out of uh out of the hood and going to the beach and you see like the little like a treasure map, you know, you see the little tracks and where they're going. So so you have the hood right here and you have the beach. Over here and you see where they go to the beach. And he's talking about, yeah, so Coolio is like he's he's on his front steps and the guy's like Hey, Coolio, man, come on, let's go to the beach. He's like, hey, what are you talking about? You're crazy, we ain't got no kind of good to the beach. How are we gonna get to Day Beach? We gonna walk to Day Beach? And then <laughs> the, the beach, right? How are we gonna get to Day Beach? And he's like, and then this guy with the Afro and cane, he's the magic man, he turns the bicycle to a car, like, whoa, 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 boom! And the guys are just looking at him like he's crazy, like his passengers. Oh, man. But anyway, back to, back to, all that just back to MTV Block. So yeah, Aerosmith was a, was a mainstay on there, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, you know, say play like three videos from three artists or three videos from a certain genre um, at a time, and they do that. That was the show. Mm-hmm. Right after that would be MTV Jams, and that was like for what two hours? Yeah. And so, um, so I mean, so there were a lot of mornings where we just got we just kind of got into this rhythm where we had it just glued to MTV for about a good four hours before we'd want to switch and watch like, okay, American Gladiator reruns is on. Let's, let's switch to USA or, you know, or, or something like that. But, uh, yeah, we want, I mean, we woke up with, with MTV pretty much every morning that summer. Yeah. Yeah. I really didn't. I, I always had it more as an afternoon after school thing. Um, I never really watched during the mornings, but yeah, that's just me. Mm-hmm. But, um, one other musical thing of note I want to get into before we take a break is MTV Unplugged, which I don't think they do anymore. Or if they do, it is really sparse. It's very sparse. Uh, it's more done like of a. It's, it's more so of a random. special. Yeah. Than in anything. But it was. Well, I guess even then it was kind of special. But it was basically. Uh, it was launched in 1989. It was rock bands basically playing an acoustic set. No, yes. no electric guitars. No nothing. They, they'd be playing on acoustic acoustic guitars and everything. Uh, right, their, hence the name. Yeah, and do their hits. And it was, you know, for a long time, it, it was rock bands because that's you know the pervasive 
genre of music on MTV. Um, though in 1991, they did do a unplugged rap show with LL Cool J, MC Light, De La, and Tribe Called Quest. Mm-hmm. They had a uh, five-piece backup band. Um, but other than that, until until you get into like the early 2000s, which we're not going to cover, but that's when you start getting the pop groups and the boy bands and all that kind of stuff. That's- yeah, and that's when they also had um, the Jay-Z Unplugged album mm-hmm. with The Roots as his backing band. Which is a good album, but it shat on the concept of Unplugged because they were still playing electric instruments. Yeah. So I'm like, well, what did they unplug? Okay. Yeah, it, it wasn't really Stuff unplugged. That didn't sound it good, was, but that was, wasn't Unplugged. Yeah, no, it, it was more of him playing with a live band instead exactly. of to track. And props to him for that because um, that's really what kind of got, you know, I, well, some people don't like it, but I do like it, you know, where, you know, you'll get rap tours and rap shows where they will have a band Instead yeah. of just DJs, and I mean, I'm, I you know, got nothing I, I, against I mean, that, but roots, I think it's cool. The roots to go had to, been doing it though; they'd been doing it. But I'm talking about you know, a, like you know, but they are a band. I'm talking about people who aren't. Like, oh, yeah, you weren't gonna have, you know, you you weren't gonna have uh, uh, Black Moon go out and perform, you know, yeah, with a with a backup band. Well, I've seen them perform with a band, you know, a band called Organ. And uh, Connie Price and the Keystones, you know what I'm saying? So I've seen that happen. I've seen Slick Rick perform with a band. See, no one was really doing that, you know, before Jay-Z went and tapped the roots and said, you know, can we do this? Yeah, that's true. So, that's true. yeah. Yeah, because yeah. every time there was an unplugged, about three, four months later, they would put out that, that special on CD. Yes. Which you could buy. Yeah, and I will say that unplugged is where I got, um, that's what sold me on Nirvana. Yeah, um, that Nirvana. Um, oh my god! If, if you can find, I don't know if it's on Spotify or anything. If you can find it on YouTube, check it out. Because I was already kind of digging. Like they, had, they were, uh, they were on in utero at that point. By the time I started watching MTV a lot, yeah. So I've missed Nevermind already. But you know, again, MTV blocks. That's how I knew it smells like Teen Spirit and some of the other stuff because they would play. They might play the old songs, you know. Um, but, um. Yeah, they did. They they did their unplug set, so they were playing stuff, you know, from both those albums. I'm like, man, this is this is nice. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I like this group now, you know. And that's how I got into Nirvana, you know, off the off the strength of Unplugged. Yeah, you know. Although uh, you you mentioned that that's the first time that they uh, or what did you say that they did? It, there was a LL Cool J and um, Tribe and whatever. Yeah, April 10th of 91 was Unplugged's first ever acoustic rap show. Oh, okay, gotcha. Well, um, I will also let you know that, um, you know, a major, major, major uh, point, major footnote here is that uh, the very first R&B group to ever do Unplugged was Joe Public. And thank you for listening to Death Race Practice. I'm I'm quitting. (laughs) You and your fucking Joe Public. God damn it! But it's one hundred percent true. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, they performed. Uh, they, of course, they they did live and learn, and 
It started off, it's the J to the O to the E, it's the P to the U to the B, it's the L to the I to the C. This is all getting cut. This is all getting cut, just so you know. But, um, anyway, yeah, I would say if, I don't know if it's on Spotify or on, on Amazon, whatever you stream your music on, go see if you you can find some of those unplugged, um, shows, concerts, and just take a listen. Because they are really good. Um, but let's take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll start talking about some of the other shows that started creeping into MTV in the yes well uh, early 90s yeah let's do that alright my folks make sure I get a good breakfast you know plenty of fiber and all that stuff also they buy me nice school clothes they got me a computer a video camera a compact disc player but the problem is Hardly any of this stuff can really help me with my schoolwork. There is something you could have which would help you a lot. Do you know what that is? No, but I'm afraid you're going to tell me. Uh, yes. It's the new Encyclopedia Britannica. Encyclopedia Britannica? Now you tell me. I've got a report due tomorrow. On what? On the exploration of space. Take a look at this. From the first beeps of Sputnik to the triumph of the Apollo moon landing. Hey, I'm impressed. This way, I wouldn't have to worry about getting to the library. It's right in my own home. Day and night. All right. Well, since this has turned out to be a Britannica commercial, I guess you're going to tell me how somebody could get a set. Actually, I thought I might, yeah. And I suppose you're going to throw one of those 800 numbers up on the screen. Am I right? Might as well. And there it is. To find out how you can own the Encyclopedia Britannica, just call this toll-free number and we'll send you this free booklet telling you everything you need to know about your key to the information age. I'm typing it into my computer so I won't forget it. Good. And just for previewing Britannica in your home, your family will receive this three-volume desk reference set. Do we get to keep it? Yes. So if you would be interested in owning the new Britannica... I'm thinking it over. Just call this number. Encyclopedia Britannica, the library that never closes. I thought it was my key to the information age. Uh, it's both, actually. This one guy works for, like, you know, some kind of security fast, and he goes by this young gal's house, and she's an attractive young gal. <laughs> you know, she's in the bathtub. Oh, should I call him? Should I not call him? Should I call him? Should I not call him? Yeah, doing that dance that we all like to do sometimes. <laughs> you know what I mean? But the whole time, she's in the bathtub. Right outside the window there, these four young gentlemen, like, looking right through the window, singing and dancing. Boys to men. And boys too, man. You think the alarm will go? Wah, 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 you know, alarm! Four intruders in the backyard. Intruders in the backyard. And he's like, I want to make love to you. You know, it's like I want you to put in the security system. I didn't ask you to make love to me. I mean, that's not part of the bill. Yeah, yeah. And welcome we're back. back. Welcome back. Welcome back. You know, we had to take a break. You know, and that's just how we ha- kind of how we do things around here. You know, um, like I said, you know, we don't give a full on chronological encyclopedic history lesson you know we just we just live and learn and then we repeat god damn we, we're we gonna break that
Uncle Tim, you know, it was his birthday four years ago. We got him. He's a security guard. He got a brown clip-on tie. And uh, three days later, I come walking in wearing brown pants, matches his tie. Irony, <laughs> don't you think? It's like uh, when uh, Jimmy Moriarty punches you in the face, but, you know, m although it breaks your nose, it really hurts his right hand. Yeah, it's like playing a $2 scratch at lottery ticket and losing. <laughs> come back here. It's like rain <laughs> on a rainy day. It's like going crazy when you're already nuts. Uh -huh. <laughs> hey, get back in the window. Isn't that ironic? Don't you think? It's like meeting the girl of your dreams and finding out she's five. When you believe in your heart of hearts that the moon is made of cheese, but when you look at cheese, you don't think it's the same stuff that makes up the moon. <laughs> Isn't it ironic? Don't you think? Welcome you back. Know, one... <laughs> <laughs> uh. But okay, so so real quick to just to kind of give a quick rundown. I mean, the, the music videos... Um, okay, MTV in the 80s was all music all the time. Um, as it evolved, it became still mostly music videos, but under different formats to where they had, like, you know, these shows, like we said, like, your MTV raps, like MTV jams, like, um, uh, Headbangers Ball, which was the, uh, the, uh, uh, heavy metal show. Yeah. You know, Alternative Nation, which came out. Because you know all the alt music that was coming out, you know, uh, soup rock, which only lasted a year, and I only remember it from that far side uh, intro of one of the songs on there. <laughs> yeah, um, 120 minutes, like you said before. Um, every show was an excuse to show music videos, you know, just in some way or another. They presented music videos, and. Uh, one other thing they did was they had well, I mean these on their personalities they call them VJs which I don't think exist on there anymore no yeah yeah I mean so uh, I'm just gonna run through some of these names man I mean just cause uh, I mean I can't I, I can't think about MTV in the 90s without remembering names like um, Daisy Fuentes who actually I think she sells eyewear or something now. I think I, I think I saw one of her, some of her signage in Walmart. Yeah, I, I see her on some of these late night infomercials for makeup and shit. Mm -hmm. So yeah, she's still out there, but you know, from you know, from what I know, I mean, she probably she maybe did she do other things before that, but as far as I know, that's what that that's what got her on. You know, was uh, MTV. Um. Uh. Who else? Bill Bellamy, who we already mentioned. Mm -hmm. um, John Sencio, who was kind of a kind of a spastic white guy. Yeah, skinny white dude. Sometimes he had long hair. Sometimes he didn't. Um, yeah. Speaking, of, uh, I cut you off, but uh, who was that dude? I guess it was more in the late nineties, early two thousands, where they um, they had a contest. To find a new VJ, and they got some homeless crazy dude. Oh, I remember that. Oh. Or at, le at least he said he was homeless, but I think right. he really wasn't, or something like that. Right. Oh, what was his name? I remember it. I I, I, I remember um, that. I had. I just had a list of. Oh shit. I, you you keep going. I'll look. Okay. 
Yeah, again, this is the '90s, so you know, downtown Julie Brown and them. See, they were kind of before my time, so yeah. They anybody who was back then, I you know, they're more. Listen, and, so. and I, I will say, just to cut you off again while I'm looking for this. Uh, most of the '80s VJs are now on on the Sirius XM channel. The big '80s is DJs again. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, who else? Uh, Kennedy. Who wore the, uh, you know, with the, with the, with the curly perm and the spectacles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think who else? I, Dallas. Who was a, uh, she used to annoy me. But then she, I remember one episode where she had me dying laughing and I loved her ever since. Um, uh, who else am I thinking? Who, who else? Uh, man, I'm running out of names already, dude. But those are the when uh, you know when I think about the 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 nineties in the VJ personalities and what that's those are the ones that come to mind for me. Doctor Dre and that level, of course. Jesse you know. Camp. Jesse Camp. Yeah, I'm pulling this up right now. Jesse Camp. That's right. Yeah, he portrayed himself. That's right. As as a homeless street kid, but then. People found out he actually went to like a private school and all this mm-hmm. other stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember that name now. Yeah, and he oh. became. He ended up getting like his own band or something together for a little bit. Really? Yeah. Let's see. And then I remember they did. They did shows where, well, you know, we'll get into. We're, I guess we're gonna transition right into that. But some of these, uh, some of these uh, television shows that they, some programming, I guess I should say, or hosts of some of those shows would actually act as VJs too sometimes. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but um, let's get into some of the shows and we'll uh, bounce from there. Sure, and we'll probably come upon some other VJs. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think the biggest, the big one, I think is, you know, they come the '90s. Everything is extreme, so of course they had to have extreme extreme, extreme sports show, which was hosted by uh, Dan Cortez, and uh, it wasn't Daisy Fuentes. It was another chick. Or was it Daisy Fuentes? Did, did Daisy Fuentes play um, play play volleyball? Uh oh no 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 no! I know he's uh, Summer Sanders. Yeah, Summer Sanders. That's who it was. Yeah, they, who, uh, she bounced back and forth from MTV to Nickelodeon a lot too. But yeah, her. Yeah, they hosted. Uh, MTV Sports, which God, what was MTV Sports? <laughs> or no, it, not MTV. <laughs> yeah, it it was. Well, Dan Cortez did MTV Sports, but I think you're talking about Sandblast. No, MTV Sports. They hold on, Gabrielle Reese. Yeah, okay, that's that's the the uh, volleyball player. Okay. It, Let's see, MTV Sports ran from 92 to 97. Dan Cortez was the reality sports show host. He gotcha. featured radical sports from around the country, later hosted by Gabrielle Reese from 93 to 95. 
Yeah, I mean, in what was MTV Sports you were about to ask? I mean, exactly what you said. It was it was extreme. Yeah, it it was basically it was basically uh, the X Games, and yeah, they, they they covered all the different X Games people. Which one came first, X Games or MTV Sports? I think X Games. Okay. But even before that, oh, do you remember this? Uh, Dan Cortez was the host of MTV Rock and Jock. Do you remember <gasps> Rock and Jock? Oh God! Yes, yes, yes. Rock and Jock. Okay. See, yeah. Ta- now, let, okay. Let cut. Let's talk about this. Okay. Now let's go back even further to back um, with regular network TV. Because uh, this is some NBC, of the stuff I used CBS. to catch at random too. Uh, you know, when talking about the other kind of random stuff I would catch on MTV before I started tuning in uh, on purpose. Yeah. This is okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah, back with with the big three networks. Every now and then, the big three networks would have. I, I don't remember which network it was, but they would have this like sports competition where it it would be like sports stars, football players, basketball players, baseball players, um, getting together with actors. And just doing, you know, sport, either playing football or there was one that I think they ran during, during the Pro Bowl in Hawaii where, where they weren't playing any football, but they were doing like obstacle courses and, and that kind of stuff, like track and field kind of stuff. Right. Um, so this is basically the same thing, except they get, you know, sports stars, a lot of extreme sports guys, and then, you know, some basketball players and stuff. And then they get rock stars, and they put them together to play a game of basketball. And it was it was basketball, and they, they did a softball one too. Yeah. And and Dan Cortez was the, was the coach of one side, and then uh, let's see, I, I forget who was the coach on the other side. I, um, but. That. That's a good question, but I know I I remember as far as the uh, the baseball went. I know uh, Roger McDowell was always a uh, pitcher. Yeah, yeah, but no, it wasn't. Ba- it was basketball. It, I know it was softball. Oh yeah, okay, we got it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> bear with this. Okay, yeah. So uh, in 1990, it was a uh, softball game. In 91, it was basketball. And then it just, it, it would alternate depending on the season between basketball and softball. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, they had weird names at first until 94 when it became the Homeboys and the Away Boys. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, then, but then for basketball, it was different. It was like the bricklayers and the something else. Oh, yeah, and the violators. Violators, there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it, it was basically, you know, you're watching a softball game with all of these these actors and comedians and, and musicians and, and sports players, you know, just playing a goofy game of of a ball and so, sometimes they were serious and sometimes they were goofing around and yep that was a fun afternoon what is your favorite memory of those god I 
can't remember anything specific. <laughs> I just remember that I loved them. Yep. The the bass the the softball ones I, I think I liked more because softball is a slow game. Yeah. So that there's a lot of time for them for, for the comedians especially to goof around and say stupid stuff in the outfield. Mm-hmm. You know, the ba- basketball is more of a it, it's a fashion based game, so they they don't have they they goofed around, but they didn't have as much time to you know goof. Right, yeah, that's exactly how I feel about it too. I love them both, but I, I uh, lean more toward the uh, the softball games. And uh, for some reason, I remember the one when MC Hammer played because actually Hammer played baseball for a long time too. Before that, that's actually how he got his name because you know after Hank Aaron. Mm-hmm. But uh, I remember him chilling in the outfield with with the hot dog cart and a and and a lawn chair. Why that is, I don't know. I just, oh, rem- yeah. I just happen to remember that. <laughs> I remember, I remember that. the next year, um, Warren G. He couldn't get a hit. He kept he struck out like uh, like what the two or three times he was at plate, and they put the camera in his face. He's all pushing the camera in. Oh, I can't believe this, man. You know, and then uh, Merculio walking around with the big baseball on his head like he was a uh, like he was a Cincinnati Reds mascot. Yeah. Uh, what else? I, Again, I know. I, remember, I, I know. Flavor flavors there, and flavor flavors doing some stupid stuff. I just don't oh, remember exactly what yes, it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. That might have been '94, I think, because Public Enemy had uh, music in our message album out. But I could be wrong. I don't know. I, I've got the '93 lineup. Yeah, Flavor Flav. Ninety-three, or 94. 94. 93. 93, okay. And his number was nine one one. Of course, number on his uh, <laughs> on his jersey. Mm-hmm. He was right field. Yeah, yeah. Those those were awesome. I'm gonna have to see if I can find any clips anyway. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, we got that post them up. But they were doing damn. They did it until ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I remember him being on, but I, um, I think I stopped caring about him way before that, though. I probably, yeah. If I caught it, did I watch it? But I didn't make a conscious effort to 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 watch it, you know. Right, right. And um, yeah. So there's that show. There was also uh, MTV News. Oh, oh, yeah. Of with, course. Uh, Kurt Loader, Kurt Loader. <laughs> who looked who looked to be too old for the he was too old for the time back then. He was at the same time. It was so strange because uh, at the end of the at the end of the week, as well on the Friday Friday uh, Friday evening, they would do the Weekend Rock, which mm-hmm. is basically just a recap of all those stories plus anything else that might have broken, uh, you know, between Thursday and Friday. And it would be, it was so strange because again, MTV, the nineties, I mean, the, the 90s, MTV pretty much, it, I mean, if you want the definition of nineties extreme, I mean, just look at MTV. I mean, that's pretty much what it was. It was at the forefront of that shit. Yeah. Um, and so you get to this show and it's kind of like, it's like, it's like musical 60 minutes. Yeah, it was. It was so it really out of was. place though, you know, 
because it would be right on the back of like something else, you know. There was nothing like that. Yeah, let me see how that ran from. Uh, when did it run from? Starting in the late eighties. I just remember when it started, and when it uh when it would come back or, or when it come back from break, full three wrists. It doesn't say when it started. Yeah, but it it really got swinging during the uh, the ninety two presidential election and the choose or oh, lose rock campaign. The vote in, yeah. yeah, that's when it got really big. But it doesn't oh, say fuck. when. It yeah, I don't see yeah, where it Kurt came. Kurt fucking loader man. Oh yeah, yeah, but he looked like he smoked fifty packs a day. He's <laughs> fucking seventy now. I believe it. I mean, he was old then. Because, yeah, he was already 50 right then. You know what the demographic was, what, teens? Yeah. You know? Yeah, and then here's So everybody on there was like, you know, they're maybe 25 at, at, at most. Yeah. But, um... You mentioned MTV Sports in the Rock and Jock, and I kind of... I kind of alluded to it because I got confused about the host. No, Summer Sanders wasn't on there. She was on, um... She was on Sandblast. Which was, um, it was kind of like American Gladiators minus the, like, there was no, there was no person opposing you. It was just you against the other team. Okay. All the events were timed except the last event, which is a big obstacle course, kind of like the Eliminator. Right. Um, but you had stuff, it was all on the beach, you know, a lot of, um, it's a lot of stuff where you're like hanging off the back of a, you know, wakeboard on the back of a speedboat or a jet, you know, a lot of jet ski stuff. Um, and then you had beach events, then, you know, just, just different stuff like that. And then the last event will be this obstacle course, uh, where they had these air ram, like it would start off, you would run and you had to jump, plant your foot and this, 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 this pneumatic catapult basically would launch you up into this cargo net and you had to climb your way up the cargo net and go to the next part of the, while you're, you know, you get sprayed with, with, with high pressure hoses and all kind of stuff like that. Um, but yeah, that was hosted by Summer Sanders and uh, Peter King, whose name pops up every once in a while on different stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, he was the bald guy. He always had a, with a goatee. He always wore dark sunglasses. But that's what I was thinking of. So yeah, that was him. That was uh, Summer Sanders. And she's the one who bounced back and forth between Nickelodeon and MTV doing stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay. And then, um, so we got your MTV Sports, we got MTV News, and then sort of branching into, you know, the evening time. So that that sort of prime time area between seven and nine o'clock, when when music videos would start up again. Well, I'd mm-hmm. say between six and nine central. Yeah, would be sort of their prime time area, and that would be where you would get. Um, other TV shows but let's just get you know the big one out of the way um, and I'm just joining <laughs> Beavis and Butthead Beavis okay. and Butthead okay okay let me stop you right here because um, again uh, going back to like you know 93 the summer of 93 um 
I was taking a um, I was in summer summer school, and it was just you know it was just a fun thing. You know we do like you know uh, PE class where we play basketball and all different kinds of sports, and then uh, every Thursday we go bowling and stuff like that. Um, but I remember one guy in my class, his name was Damon, and I knew I'd, I'd known him since the third grade, but he was like, "Hey, you ever seen the show called Beavis and Butthead?" on MTV and at that point I still didn't have cable and, and well you know not at, not at my mom's house my dad had it but I didn't watch you know MTV like that and I'm like uh I never heard of that what's it it's on MTV I said I don't really watch MTV he said oh no you need to that show is so funny it's this cartoon and they laugh like <laughs> that's cool <laughs> and I'm like I don't get it what the <laughs> he's like no you just uh he, he said they he started to, he broke down one episode for me like the one where they uh where they forgot how to whiz or something like that. I'm like, did they have amnesia? What? Wait, what? And he was telling me that he was telling me the whole story. It sounded just like the dumbest thing in the world, but so funny at the same time. And then I finally caught an episode, um, and it's, it's exactly what I just said. It was the dumbest thing in the world, but it was so fucking funny, and I was I was hooked immediately. Um, so we watched a lot of that. Um, and so, you know, we got cable at my mom's house. At that point, that show had been in the news. It had, you know, it had been in the crossfire, in the crosshairs of, uh, parent groups a lot. Mm. And my mother, who I've spoken about, uh, quite a lot on this show, usually, <laughs> usually because of her stances on a lot of stuff that was in the news, like Mortal Kombat and, uh, Beavis and Butthead was another one. She was like, you are not to watch that show. And, uh, so my boss didn't care, so he watched it over there. But you know, at home, I never really could watch it except. Uh, so, go back to what you were saying about how you taped the wet t-shirt contest. I used to record episodes of Beavis and Butthead while watching something else, and then go back <laughs> and watch the tape later. I love that fucking show. Yeah, that show was. With, I well, I say it's funny, but I watched it more. I watched. I thought the, you know, the episodes were funny, but I thought the best part was when they were basically doing MST3K to music videos. Yes, that was the best part. Yeah. And, <laughs> I mean, I, we could talk about our favorite episodes all day, but, um... I've I mean, quoted a bunch of them in past episodes, so I don't even need to do. I don't yeah, think and, I really need to do it right now. But that's where that's the I, best. I, I, I think I've mentioned before. That's where I sort of because you know I grew up with white people, so I had to listen to a lot of alternative music to the point where I was just sick of it. Mm-hmm. But then you know, listening, wa- watching an episode of Beavis and Butthead and hearing the song, but then hearing them goof on it somehow put it in my brain and then I'd like it better <laughs> like like one of my, my favorite alternative songs of all time is uh, is Possum Kingdom by the Toadies oh yeah because I, I play it on uh, when it came out on on uh, Guitar Hero 2. oh I remember that I played you- the fuck out of that <laughs> I remember that man. I come home from work. We were living together at that point, at that time. I come home from work and you'd be, you'd be there shredding. <laughs> and then, it, and then, uh, you know, I, I switched over to Rock Band and they didn't have it there. They didn't have it there. They finally got there. I bought it. Yep, <laughs> bought it there. 
you know, I've got this fucking bass guitar now, and I'm, I have Rocksmith on PS4 trying to teach myself how to play bass. <laughs> I bought it. God. <laughs> Would be shocked if you didn't. I bought it. I, I love that song. And it, it was that fucking Beavis and Butthead episode that got me sort of... You know, because I listened to all this shit so much, I didn't put, ever pay attention to you know, the words or anything. I mean, not like the song is all that deep. I, I <laughs> right. still don't know if he's a serial killer or if he's Dracula or, or what's going on <laughs> in that song. But I, I just like the music of the song, you know, the guitar riff. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but um, you see, in that show, I uh, I used to love when they because they mostly always talk about uh, it was mostly rock that they mm-hmm. would riff on, but then they would, every once in a while they do a rap song, and they'd always like it for some reason. But then they 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 be some of the funniest shit because it would just be like fish out of water, you know, when they're trying to wrap their heads around like what's going on in these rap videos, uh. But then another one that I always liked was that one when they, uh, I mean, just some of the comments they used to make about stuff like, uh, there was, I don't remember what group it was. Oh, it was Faith No More, cause they were still, they're playing their, their song Epic. Oh, and, yeah. uh, it comes on, it's like, oh yeah, it's like, yes, chili peppers rule. And of course it's not <laughs> the chili peppers, you know, but then they start talking shit about that one. But then, uh, there was like some, some butt rock group I don't know and he's like saying like this group is like a cross between dancing and my butt and it's not <laughs> it is nothing I mean there's nothing genius about that about that sentence except it is right. it's so it's so stupid that it's genius you know it just made me laugh so hard uh or the one remember that remember that group Flaming Lips that had that song She Don't Use Jelly oh yeah and you know <laughs> Heard that video where it comes on and like it's like I know a guy, whatever the how that shit went, and then Beavis starts singing, I know a guy, his hair is orange, he sucks, and then <laughs> but it's like yeah, I think this is like they call this stuff like college music, and I didn't you know I I I didn't really get that that joke until. I seen it years and years later and understood, you know, the kind of stuff that gets played on college radio. Yeah. And so then I went back and heard it and I was dying. I'm like, yeah, okay, now I get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I mean, that show, um, and I've, we've talked about it in the past. Look, it was, a, it was really, it was MTV. It was, it was like poking fun at its own audience, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, and, and just, by cracking on the shit that they happen to like with these videos, but then also just Gen X slackers, you know, just kind of putting them on screen like that. But and so the, the episodes I always thought were just funny in a stupid kind of way. But yeah, I mean, the, the, to me, those videos, the the video, the, you know, them sitting on the couch watching video. I mean, if you did give me a whole episode of that, I would love that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you know that did end up getting a spinoff in, in terms of Daria and if you want to know what um oh, no, never mind I'm gonna let that go Daria is <laughs> I don't know where you're going with that but <laughs> okay there Daria sums up the type of girl in the mid 90s that uh 
just that attitude that most most you know uh, late teen early 20 college girls had just that very cynical whatever cynical angsty yeah because it, it, it was one or two things you were either the popular girl or you were Daria yeah yeah you know that's really what it was in the 90s yeah and I remember when that show came out and I was I hate as soon it. as I well I never watched it because as soon as I heard that Beavis and Butthead weren't involved in it I said okay I'm not watching it yeah yeah I, I mean I did go back and watch episodes and I mean I guess they're fine I get you know I would have to see it again you have you know, to so you I'll, have to have that humor right? yeah and it's got the show's got a cult following yeah you know I can't uh, so so I'm not disparaging the show I would just say that I didn't really experience it for the reasons I just said and I've never gone back to it so I couldn't tell you it's probably it's probably genius himself yeah it's probably good but that's the thing you know Mike Judge created Daria but then he kind of gave the rights away or I, I don't know if if he didn't own the rights if, if he created it but MTV owned it so they could do whatever they wanted to with it yeah. So yeah, it, it did have this cult following all of a sudden, but it didn't. You know, the show didn't have that same Mike Judge kind of humor. No, it didn't. you know, like you would see on Beast Butthead or King of the Hill or anything else that Mike Judge has done. Right, which I guess is probably the point too. Um, yeah, I guess. But you know, another thing, you know, you just mentioned King of the Hill um, for those who don't remember or don't know that voice that he did for Hank Hill that's the same voice that he used for uh for their neighbor Mr. Anderson yeah and uh okay so let me let me talk about let me talk about watching cable at my grandmother's house uh so one time we were all over there uh Ghost was there too <laughs> Ghost on Keepers of the Funk he was there too we were watching he didn't really I mean he probably watched the show like maybe a few times when it came out but then he just kind of left it alone but we were over there we were watching it and it's that episode where they got in trouble for laughing in class too much. And they said that, you know, the, the, the vice principal told them if they laugh in class and disrupt the class anymore, they'll be, ex- they'll be expelled. And so Mr. Buzzcut, who was, uh, he's their gym, their gym teacher, but I guess in their health unit, it just happened to be that week. And he'd been told about it. So, oh, he's the ex, he's the ex Marine guy for those who don't know. So he's like, mm-hmm. I've been told that Beavis and Butthead are not allowed to, <laughs> not allowed to laugh in class otherwise they'll be expelled you know what that means they have to go to Hope High where they get their asses kicked on a daily basis and he's like so <laughs> so this week begins our health unit we're going to be talking about <laughs> we're going to be talking about sexual education do you find that funny butthead you seem <laughs> like trying not to laugh we're going to talk about the penis we're going to talk about the vagina we're going to about masturbation and they're just like <laughs> like like full fast forward to the end of the episode where you see them take off running with their faces red and they just run outside they run outside as far away from the school as they can it's like ha, 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 and then like six hours later they're still standing around the same place laughing like <laughs> he said penis and there's other stuff like that but um we were yeah it was in the middle of that rant that he was doing my grandmother walks in what are you watching turn that off we're not gonna watch that in my house <laughs> <laughs> so, but there'd be times when we'd be standing like over there, 
you know, if we want to watch Beavis and Butthead, so okay, but we'll make sure you have the volume turned down just enough so we can hear it, just in case she walks in, and have that, have your finger on that last channel button, and <laughs> flip it back to Nickelodeon as soon as you can, you know. Yeah. So, so, so we'd be watching, like, I remember this one time, she had actually fallen asleep on the couch behind us, so we turned to Beavis and Butthead, it is an episode where he had lost his, uh, oh, no, no, he, yeah, he lost his credit card, uh, Mr. Anderson, he lost his credit card. And uh, left it outside, so Beavis and Buddy took it, started buying all this shit with it. Bought a bunch of animals from a pet store, a bunch of other stuff. So, uh, it forwards to the end later where, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's driven somewhere with his wife and they're gonna stop at a hotel. And he books the room and they say, How are you gonna play, be paying with that? He says, Uh, with the old plastic, oh, whip out the old plastic. And then he's like, Oh, I can't find my credit card. Damn it, where the hell's my credit card? And then he just <laughs> turning and ripping up his wallet like digs right Damn it! Damn it! Where the hell's my credit card? And we're trying not to laugh and wake and wake our grandmother up. <laughs> and then she but she heard it and she's like, <laughs> Stop that cussing you. And then we're gonna roll back to sleep. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> and then uh so yeah, that's the that <laughs> Uh, just so many moments like that, you know. Uh, they, you know I, I watched a lot of that show, but you know, some of the moments I remember most were like trying not to get caught watching it. You know? Right? Yeah. Yeah, I think I was old enough for my My dad didn't care, but my mom definitely didn't want us to watch it. And of course, you know, watching it at grandmother's house is always a not not a not a good idea, but yeah. we did it anyway. Yeah, and yeah. then. Uh, <laughs> You know, Beavis and Butthead opened the door for a lot of other cartoon shows then to be on there. Uh, Ugh, which, do you remember the... I'm a... Go ahead, which were you going to say? Well, um... They actually spawned off from another car- cartoon show. But before we go to that, um... Do you remember the one that came out, I want to say, immediately after? Called The Brothers Grunt? Yes. What the fuck was that spo- show supposed to be about? I just remember it was like five brothers all named after Brat Pack. Uh, Frank, yeah, as in Frank Sinatra, Tony, Tony Bennett, Bing, Dean, and Sammy, you know, Bing Crosby, Dean Martin, and Sammy Davis Jr. Uh, oh, and they, and they, and they, they had lost a member, Perry, as in Perry Como. Um, they were drawn in really grotesque animation. They didn't really speak. They just kind of grunted, hence the name, I guess. And there were episodes where, there were videos in it, but they didn't do anything. They just walked out in front of the in front of the video while it was going on, and it cut back. I saw maybe two episodes of that and said, "Fuck this." Yeah, it was. See, because a lot of a lot of those cartoon shows, the um, the animators and creators and stuff were from Nickelodeon mm-hmm. which is MTV's sister channel and so they would just go to MTV to try out their experimental shit basically yeah so you had weird ass stuff like the Brothers Grunt um, you had a whole show called MTV Oddities where they would just show hell yeah uh, cartoon shorts or they'd be claymation or puppets or whatever and it'd just be weird ass off the wall surreal humor which was the 90s 
I mean, e- even even more so today, uh, or more so so than than today. I mean, you look at Adult Swim; that's kind of subversive and weird. But yeah, you can kind of yeah. I really think that oddities and that animation block of MTV in the nineties were a little bit weird. Yeah, that was called a uh, liquid television. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's where Beavis and Butthead started out on. Um, but yeah, that's where they had like those. Uh, that like this one show, or it was like uh, it was all sock puppets. Syphil and Ollie. No, 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 not that show. I mean, oh. part of it's part of Liquid TV. Oh, okay. And they had another one called The Specialist, which was sort of like a Mission Impossible type of thing. Uh, they had one where it was actually live action. It was called Dog Boy. It was actually a guy. Oh yeah, walking around I like a dog. I don't remember what the fuck that was about, but. But 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 bring it back around. Do you remember what Brothers Ground was about? Because I no. just remember being out there. No, it was just weird ass these brothers. Uh, I mean, I I don't know how to describe it. Uh, we could put it out on on uh, in our YouTube or on. Mm. Well, I'll, I'll find some clips on YouTube, put it on Facebook and Twitter and stuff. But I have no yeah. idea. Yeah, I couldn't even bring myself to watch it back then. You know, I, like I said, past a couple episodes. I mean, it was I, besides the fact that didn't get it it was just so gross to look at yeah you know yeah so but I did so that show didn't last very long good thing but yeah, yeah liquid TV was cool um, liquid television good um another little uh show on there was uh was Aeon Flux started yes. out as as shorts on there mm-hmm. and then branched it, it got its own series later on right right and I, I mean liquid television is back you can really I didn't well know online if you go go to mtv.com you can go to uh, the, there's a liquid TV section where all of these well I think a lot of these old cartoons are uh, Aeon Flux is there you can also see another one of the shows that I think started on no, it started on MTV Oddities, and then it got its own show, which is The Max, um, which is adopted from a comic book written by uh, by Sam Keith. Mm-hmm. Now, The Max is this trippy, surreal comic about this homeless guy who... Um, think, who, in another dimension is like a superhero but here on in this dimension he's just a homeless bum but he's got these claws that stick out of his between his middle knuckles there's this big claw that comes out on each hand I mean it's really sort of trippy shit and one thing I'll say uh, it was based on, on a comic book 2013 I want to say uh, IDW started reprinting the original comic again and I started reading it and after I had read like the first couple of, uh, issues I, I went to see oh hey I wonder if the Max is you know, on DVD or something so I did a, a Google search and said you know go to Liquid Television on MTV's website I went there I watched the first episode and that show is probably the best comic adoption 
cartoon adoption of a comic I've ever seen. Because, I mean, it is exactly like the the comic book. Even the art style was just amazing, too. Yeah, I mean, the art is on point. The panels, the the animation was looked exactly like the panels in the comic. It, it wasn't a motion comic type thing, but, I, I mean, they recreated every panel perfectly, and then and then had it so integrated into the animation where, you know, it just looked, you know, perfect. So, uh, I highly mm-hmm. suggest reading the Max Maximized, uh, if you have the chance, or go on to liquidtelevision.com and, and watch it there. Um, yeah, I will have to do that, because I, I, I watched the Max, um... You know, uh, I watched a few of them, and it's not that it wasn't good. I just, I think I just had interest in other stuff, so I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't follow it as closely as I probably should have. Watching it, um, the other side of it, though, you know, the other oddity show, The Head, I watched from beginning to end. Oh yeah, the head. oh, and I just clicked on LiquidTelevision.com. Does not work anymore, so I don't know your shit out loud, folks. I'm sorry, I mentioned it. Uh, well. Got to scour YouTube. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the head was was really trippy too. And I don't know if that's out there, but the head is basically a guy wakes up one morning to find out his head has expanded <laughs> to you know two or three times its regular size, and then he finds out that there's actually an alien living inside his head. And it, it comes out from time to time. Yeah. And, I mean, the story just got all trippy. Like, like the alien becomes his friend, and and there's another dude that has the alien in his head that that uh, is evil, and, and the, the purple alien in the main dude's head is trying to fight him. It's just, it's crazy. Yeah, and there's another guy who's got a lawnmower blade lodged in his head, and he can't remove it because it'll kill him. Yeah, he goes to a he goes to a support group and <laughs> and uh meets all these weird people. Yeah, that's a fucked up. I would like to watch that again from beginning to end cuz I mean, I I saw all the episodes but I don't remember it cuz it you know, it only ran for that one season. It's not like it ran it's not like they ran reruns forever. Right, yeah. You know, I would love to see that again. Uh man, but what's some of the other shows, man? Um but see, we didn't talk about well. Well, I mean, the other big one is the real world. Yeah, which um, I guess we can s- touch on. That's just patient zero, or they they say that that uh, the real world is the first reality show. Yeah. So if you if, you know anybody builds a time machine and wants to go back and um destroy whatever caused us to fall into this 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 reality TV crap viewing America you know this 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 viewing habits of American culture today yeah there's your origin point right there go take out that but yeah, now we'll, I will say though the first couple seasons of of the real world really were reality TV. Because they I, put them in a house, 
and they didn't give him anything to do. It wasn't until the third or fourth season when they started making him have jobs and going outside of the outside of the house and you know, setting up situations for them to do. Yeah, it's see, and it, I mean, for all we know, maybe it was staged to a point, but regardless, back then, those first maybe two, three seasons. They were definitely. They definitely felt more like a social experiment. Yeah, whereas I mean, every episode was a fucking fight. It was. It was like that episode of uh, of of Chappelle Show with the real real world, <laughs> and, and so, someone would say the N word. All of a sudden, huge fight was. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, and then it just got retarded from there, man. I mean, yeah, because um, they, they started. They started basically giving these kids alcohol and then giving them a job and then setting up situations. Yeah, and then they went. They did that one where they went to Las Vegas where everybody's just fucking all the time. So like, oh, we got to do more. I think that that was like the longest running because they, they used to only run for like so many episodes. That ran for like half a year. Yeah. You know, yeah. I was like, oh, you know, hey. You, they can't keep their fucking pants on. Hey, let's keep filming it. And in fact, next time, ne- next uh, <laughs> next series, make sure we <laughs> make sure we, we we divert these people into that. You know, something like yeah. Now, uh, I don't remember which season it was, but that was where uh, if you guys heard the original uh, episode one of I Made the Fool, where we talked misfits, that is where that is where the nickname racist titties originated from. Because <laughs> we have a character on Misfits who we refer to as that. Go listen to the episode. Um, I explained the whole thing about <laughs> where I first heard that and how I always wanted to say it. And then when the situation came about, that's how we named the Misfits character. But I digress. Yeah. Now, which the the first season had um, Heather B. Yeah. What happened to her? She had <sighs> one sing- single that I... Did she have that 5 o'clock in the morning song? No, that was nonchalant. Okay, I always get them confused. No. But she had, had one sort of hit, didn't she? All Glocks Down. That's right. That's yeah. Right. Yeah, she had maybe another album after that, and she had guest appearances on stuff. You know, but yeah, she hasn't done too terribly much. Yeah, and then season two had David, who got kicked off. Right. Uh, for supposedly raping or trying mm. to rape Tammy, who's on mm. uh, basketball or she's on something. She, well, if I remember right, because they replayed. Okay, because by the time we got cable, Real World 3 was out. That's the one with the guy Puck. Uh, yeah. I was in San Francisco and the guy, um, the gay Hispanic guy who actually died, um, unfortunately, like right after the show wrapped. Yeah, and, of and had, had, had a big comic. Uh, artist T was on there. Well, he he wasn't big then. He's big now. He, he yeah, had Judd something. He had Judd Winnick or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and they that that show was on, but then they would play. There were nights where like a new episode of Real World. I guess that was Real World, the Real World Three, and they would we like right after that now a new episode of that would come out and then they replay an episode of real world 2 because for that was at the time i guess that was the best one they had or at least the most yeah. popular one so they kept showing it and so yeah like the the back to this david guy yeah they were horsing around with tap like she was under the covers or something like that and he was like ripping the covers off 
something like that, trying to expose her or something like that, and it's supposed to be. I don't know. It got it. It it crossed the line definitely, but it was such a. It, but at the same time, it was kind of a gray area. Like I mean, he. It seemed like everybody was joking at the time, and then it just kind of got out of hand. Mm-hmm. But either way, he got voted out of the house, and I think that was the first time that ever happened. Yeah, that was the first time anyone had ever been kicked out of the house. And then after that, it became a regular routine for yeah. someone to be kicked, except for Puck. No, Puck he got was. kicked out. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. He did? Okay. Yeah. Okay. And he would show back up once in a while, like, not not to the house, but they would, like, chronicle to see, like, just where he's at. But yeah, he got kicked out. Oh, okay. But yeah. Uh, and then he, David ended up being in House Party 3. He took Martin's place. Yeah, you know, he did a bit of acting because he, he showed up. If you see he was a comedian. Living Color, he would show up in there. He he was a comedian because uh, Real World went to one of his sets. Mm-hmm. Because in in the original Real World, they had their own jobs and they were going out doing right. whatever else. Exactly. And and really, the the cameras were only at the house. Right, you know, every they once might in a follow while, him out once in a while, but yeah, the right. cameras were at home. Yeah, but then you know, after I guess maybe three or four, they started saying, "Okay, you're all gonna work at this ice cream shop," and and you know, it, they started get giving them jobs and giving them stuff to do. Yeah, and that I want to say, I could be wrong, but I want to say that came out of. What happened with the uh, the next show, the evolution of was uh, Road Rules, because they were in a Winnebago, going to these places, basically like a long scavenger hunt. But at the same time, every time they got to a destination, they had to do something. Yeah, and I think that's what they started doing with Real World, where they started making because of how that worked on on Road Rules, they started kind of blending the two. Yeah, I guess, but it was it just became this like this 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 this. It's this 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 slop pot it, of, it, of, of crap. It became what what reality shows are now, which is, mm-hmm. you know, staged, you know, events that they say mm-hmm. are really happening, but they're not. Yeah, and it's all doctored, edited, very yeah. manipulated. You know, it's bullshit. Um, but I will say that one thing I did like that grew out of, if there's any silver lining to that crap, it's that it's that the uh, the camera with those gauntlets episodes like real world versus uh road rules uh challenges mm-hmm. it, well that's what it was called real world road rules challenge and then eventually it started mixing just blending the, the groups together and calling it calling it the gauntlet but they were uh they were cop they were just uh like multi-sport or sports like you know competitions and those were entertaining i mean for what they were yeah that's what they were. i I, I mean, watched I the, the fir- first couple real world road rules challenges and got bored. Yeah, it is one of those things where you just if if, if I caught it and didn't have anything else to do, I watch it, you know. But I yeah. didn't. It wasn't appointment TV, for me. right? Yeah. And one more show before we take another quick break um, that we have to talk about is the state, which um, <laughs> is that still on Hulu? Yes, it is. Oh, which the entire guys. season is on Hulu. The State is one of the greatest half-hour sketch comedy shows in history. It is the 90s in a bottle, completely. Um, it, all, all of the actors on The State, you know from other stuff now. Yeah, most notably Reno. 
Yeah, yeah, because most of the after the the state was canceled, they went on to do Viva Variety for uh, Comedy Central. Then that mm-hmm. died, and then they came back, and then they did Reno Nine One One for however long. Yep, some of them were on Upright Citizens Brigade. Yeah, some some of them were there. Um, now, you know, they're all over the place. They're you know doing. I'm just trying to pull it up here. Um, uh, like the the two, I don't know if they're the main guys, but uh, Ben Grant and uh, uh, Tom Lennon, they do a lot lot of script writing for Hollywood and and mm-hmm. uh, directing. Joe Lou Trulio is on uh, uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Michael Ian Black, you see everywhere. Yeah, and speaking um, of which, you know, this show, uh, that podcast, uh, that, well, you know, the, the podcast of the NPR show, uh, Death, Death Sex and Money. Mm-hmm. He was actually on one of their recent episodes. Oh, yeah, he was. I haven't listened yeah. to it yet. And, uh, you know, that's, but it, it was a show that, uh, I mean, I, I could talk a whole lot. <laughs> You may have to do a mini so just to talk about yeah. the, the state, which we may have to do because we're we running We may long. do that, you know. We, we might have to just do it. Yeah, we, we might have state. to let's do. Let's mark that. Yeah, yeah. Let's mark it out. We're going to watch the state on Hulu, and then we're going to come back and do a, a mini so for yeah. And so while and, and so yeah, you all go on Hulu if you got it and pull up the state. It's pretty fucking funny. Yeah. So you know we won't go. We, we won't get into it then since yeah. we're going to do that so look at that we're all working together and coming up with new shows um so <laughs> oh, <laughs> alright well let's... but I'll say one more thing you know um so we had all this original programming that they had um eventually the programming started to take precedent over the music videos yeah it really started with the real world the real yeah the real world and um well you know I, I, I've got a whole thing Let, let's take a break we'll come back alright see you at the other side hey dude for the yearbook picture Friday how about these <laughs> yeah yeah how about these Ooh. couple of beauties immortalized in the yearbook <laughs> you've got time Time to what? Oxycute. Yes, Oxycute pimples with oxy pads. Watch through the microscope as Oxy's powerful medicine breaks up zit breeding oil so you can wipe it out of existence with your oxy pad. Oxycute. Yo, this is Jazzy Jeff. And how did I get my starter hat to look like this? The Jazzy Jeff breakdown. First, you grab the hat, then you grip the hat, then you flip the hat. Make sure it's a starter hat. Then you raise the hat. Then you slam the hat. Then you twist the hat. Then you turn the hat. Then you spin the hat. Then you smooth the hat. But hey, don't forget, 
Look for the star. Uh, President of the United States of America. You're talking about very powerful men, you know, especially with the dissolution of the Soviet Union, you know. But these guys, just like their Camp David or where they go play golf, the Clint ones, these gentlemen, they like to go out to the country, play a little rock and roll music, you know. So in this case, they're singing about their favorite fruit peaches. Uh, yeah, well, excuse me, pal, because behind you guys in black, I don't like, you know, sneaking this way. Ninja warriors! <laughs> Ninjas! And if I could tell him, you know, one thing that I find is very effective on someone, you can use the eagle, you can do the praying mantis, but the most effective uh, martial arts maneuver is a butterfly. And a butterfly go, and you lull him to sleep, and then... All right, and we are back. Man. Final bit of business here. We're going to talk yeah. about... Uh, and our commercial breaks are not nearly as long as MTV's actual ones. No. No. I hope you didn't fast forward because we got some good stuff in there. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. We uh, want to talk about sort of the downfall of MTV. But, but before, before we do, do that, we do want to touch on one other major thing that they always had, and that was the MTV Music Awards. Oh, MTV yeah. Video Music Awards, which I, I think has changed to just Music Awards. Uh, no, it's still called the VMAs. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. but are they focusing on... Because oh, back well, in the day, yeah, the VMAs were all about <laughs> the videos. You know, yeah. it, you, you, would have, you would have awards for best video or best video director and all that stuff. Do they do that anymore uh you know what i couldn't tell you i haven't watched it in god knows how long but you know what and it kind of makes you wonder how could you since you know videos i mean they're not showing them yeah they're not showing videos they you know so i i don't know if if they're really doing it on videos or if they're doing it on the music itself but um the video music awards it, it was basically i mean it's another award show which doesn't matter <laughs> I mean yeah. the the only award shows that really matter in terms of Hollywood and show business is the EGOT which is the Emmys, Grammys Oscars, Tonys yeah those are the only four that well and Golden Globes I guess uh, I mean yeah sort. but no one really no one really gloves that they won a Golden Globe. No. You but, want to have won an Oscar or, some, you know, an Emmy. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, the the MTV Awards, it's just like, like the Blockbuster Awards <laughs> or the People's <laughs> Choice. They don't really matter. The Billboard Awards. You know, it, 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 it's more it's more f- a chance for, or the Kids' Choice Awards. Fuck you. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just mad because my choice was never picked at the kids' choice, horse. but um, right. I always wondered what kids are they asking because nothing I ever wanted was up there. I, I want to say that it was it was a ballot that you mailed in, but I could be wrong. Like it, it was in a magazine, like, mm. like a TV guide or something, and then you would fill it out and mail it in. But I could be thinking something else. Yeah, I think it's all horse shit. But, but let's. Uh, but and anyway, I mean the the MTV Video Music Awards was really more of a chance just for you to have some wild, crazy ass performances. Yeah, you know, on top, you know, you'll have your your wild, crazy ass Busta Rhyme video <laughs> that wins every award. 
Mm-hmm. But then he would come on stage and do it live in some weird ass crazy way with you know, you know, pyrotechnics and people flying from the walls. And I mean, the only thing that I can really remember is the one time when Rage Against the Machine won, but the drummer decided. Oh yeah, I don't know what his fucking problem was, <laughs> but he started climbing the scaffolding while while De La Roca was was uh, giving his speech. He started climbing the scaffolding, and they had to, like, basically stop the show and pull him down, and he got kicked out for the rest of the show. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty weird. Um, I remember quite a few things, actually. And again, it's probably, you know, all that kind of 93, 94 gumbo um, from what I remember. You know, I remember uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers um, performance. With the sauce? Um, yeah. There <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember um, I actually mentioned this in the uh, episode 3 of 3A I should say of Keepers of the Funk where uh, Snoop performed uh, Murder Was the Case while he was actually on trial for murder mm-hmm. and he used that anyway at the, after he finished the song he said to the crowd I'm innocent oh yeah yeah um, there was I see Beastie Boys, they did Sabotage up there. Uh, I think the following year, this is after Michael Jackson had his uh, his faux marriage with um, Lisa Marie Presley. Oh. And he, he opened the show and said, no one thought this would last. And he goes to kiss her. And she's like, isn't really expecting it or is kind of pulling away. And he just like kind of mashes his Forces face up into it. hers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then of course I just remembered uh, 97 be- not because I gave a fuck but because uh, that is the first year they got Chris Rock to host it mm-hmm. and um, um, after that I think year after year they kept bringing it back just because of how, how well he did and how much people loved it yeah you know and until the points where now you know he's hosting He's hosting the Oscars and shit like that now. Yeah, and he hosted the the movie awards too, didn't he? Yeah, he would do again. Anytime they could get Chris Rock to show up with them, you know, anytime, any chance they get, they would ask him. And you know, if he wasn't busy, he'd do it. You know, and yeah, he'd do the hell out of it. Uh, yeah. It was a big deal. They loved having him on there. Yeah, and and the um, MTV Movie Awards were also sort of a big. Well, not a big deal, but I, I mean, there, it was a big night for MTV. It was, and it was different. You know, as you were talking about, you know, with the award shows that don't matter, this is another one. But this is really, this is MTV, this is movies with the MTV 90s Extreme mm-hmm. on it, you know, because it'd be shit like, 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 best makeout scene, or, you know, just, just, just yeah. you know, best fight scene, uh, best explosions, you know, just, that that's what they would do. Yeah, it, it would be weird ass fucking categories. Yeah, and those categories weren't consistent. If I remember, you know, so no, they, it changed. They every might year, be different. I yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I, I think Best Kiss was there every year, but um, yeah, Best Kiss. And I remember one of the <laughs> one of the nominees was that Kiss uh, in, in Species, where the alien like tongue like rips through the back oh, of the guy's yeah. head. <laughs> you know, <laughs> shit like that. So that's the kind of stuff that 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 show was about. Yeah, and then. I guess that's it. Uh, let's just quickly touch on the downfall of 
of uh, MTV, which you say it, it was because is the real world. I really think you can chart the downfall from the beginning of Total Request Live. Uh, now, well, if, if, well, if you, well, well, before you go there, before you go there, they started planting the seeds for this downfall when they came out with uh. Well, it was a satellite channel back when satellite really wasn't as widespread. It is now called M2, mm. which became MTV2. That's true. Because yeah. that was supposed to be the throwback to uh, the old MTV, where it's all music all the time. And I never saw it, so I don't know how it was. But um, that was where they said, okay, yeah, we're going to put most of the music videos on there. So you got to order M2. And then MTV became you know more and more about trying to make original content. You know, since we start getting to shit like Celebrity Deathmatch, which was a Super Bowl diversion, you know, something so you don't have to watch a shitty halftime show. But then they spun that off into a into a a full length series for what it's worth. You know, so yeah. I think the seeds were kind of sown right there. But then, yeah, with the reality shows, because there's Real World, there was Road Rules, there was another one I can't remember what it was called, and then they just kind of went. You know, it's with the shit from there. But go ahead. What were you about to say? Well, uh, yeah, that that's true. When, when they started shifting to MTV two and MTV three, which I think is now MTV Trace, which is the Spanish, all the <laughs> Spanish music videos and stuff. The Ocho. Yeah. Um. But they they would in I would say what ninety seven ninety eight they would still have their video shows. But MTV uh, Total Request Live started doing the thing where they would... It, it was basically a countdown show of the top videos of of the day or of the week. Or most requested videos. That's what it was. It was yeah. most requested videos. But it took place in front of a live audience who was on camera. And it was hosted by Carson Daly. It looks sort of like... Uh, well, no, no, because I guess that was what it was. Never mind. Can't continue. Well, I, I mean, and then he would talk to the people in, in the audience and say, "Oh, you know, what do you want to listen to now?" Or sometimes there'd be a dude on the street saying, "You know, what, what's your favorite music video?" And so they would play the video, but they would do two things with that video. One, they would only play maybe two minutes of it, and while the video was playing. They would have like a small picture-in-picture box of the audience, and then the audience would be talking over the song, saying, "Oh, I love you." Uh, Who was uh, in sync? I love you, you know, Justin Timberlake and and in sync and Backstreet Boys are my favorite, and Britney Spears is so. So they, they would be talking I over the video. all about how they used to do that. Yeah, they, they would talk over the video and then only play a couple minutes of it. And and Total Request Live started as an hour show, but I think it got stretched out to like a two-hour show. Yeah. So that's where you started to see it where, okay, we're going to play less and less videos. We're just going to have these people talking. You know, and then as they extended the length of the show, then they would have guests come in they would have the artist come in and maybe sing sing a song there in person yeah but that was it yeah and that's when they started doing it in that 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 sound stage or whatever that was yeah 
you know, with all the people like around there, rather than being on the street. But either way, oh man, yeah, I forgot all about how they how it started, like the beginning of it. Yeah, yeah, and it just like I said, it went downhill from there. You saw less and less music videos. Yeah, which is the name of the network. So what the fuck? Yeah, it kind of makes you wonder. It's like at this point, it's like what. It's like kind of like how WWE doesn't like you know it was World Wrestling Federation and then when they had to get rid of the F, this became World Wrestling Entertainment. But actually now, um, technically WWE doesn't necessarily stand for anything anymore. It's just the name of the company. Yeah. So that's kind of what MTV is like now. It's just because of the name recognition alone, they really can't rebrand it, and because of the history of it, they really can't do that. So it's just MTV, but it's you know in name only. It has nothing to do with. With, with music anymore but that's like I mean I know we've talked about it before that's like a lot of TV stations now like well and that's why we call that the MTV syndrome yeah you know all these stations who have shat on their original intent like in favor of what else you know yeah my, my favorite example is Animal Planet Animal Planet well see National Ge- Geographic used to have shows about animals and stuff they, yeah they animals stopped. exploration and yeah, they, they, nature. They they stopped showing a lot of those shows to show more like reality shows. Created a station called Nat Geo Wild. Nat Geo Wild, I think, is gone. Oh no, it's still around, and they do still play some nature shows. But then they started another channel. Called, no, Nat Geo Discovery started started the Animal Animal Planet. Yeah, Animal Planet. But Discovery Discovery Channel Discovery Channel. Um, they they had Animal Planet to go up against Nat Geo Wild. But now Animal Planet doesn't show anything about animals anymore. <laughs> they, they they show about people building tree houses and people building pools and shit. You know, same thing with uh with well, Cartoon Network has sort of gone back to its roots and started showing cartoons again. Yeah, they There's not a lot of live action stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, which is good yeah because they were I you know me and you were you know trying to figure out the over under of like when they're finally just going to call the station the CN they were and, though they they were pushing that for a while well the logo said CN but I'm saying when are they going to drop the name Cartoon Network period and just be called the CN and you don't know what the fuck it stands for like WWE and sci-fi oh sci-fi god or Sifi. Speaking of which, speaking of which, WWE used to come on Sci-Fi for a while. Yeah. <laughs> when they, when they, <laughs> you know, um, G4. You know, G4 stopped being about games real quick. It yeah, became it like the Cheaters and Cops channel. Yeah, it did. Now it's dead. Oh, yeah. It, yeah, it doesn't exist anymore. But yeah, that, you know. Yeah, and, so, and you listen to some... Like interviews with Adam Sessler and uh, some of those other G four uh, refugees, and mm-hmm. they got it. They got it shafted hard. Oh, totally, man. You know that's why I, I was talking about Scott Rubin, who runs all games. You know, owns all games. Uh, owner operator. You know, he um, he was one of the founders, and he jumped off board quick. You know, when he he saw the writing was on the wall. Mm-hmm. You know, just like early. He got out of that shit, you know. But yeah, I mean, those people—they I mean they stuck there for a long time. The the Morgan Webbs and the Adam Sessler's, like you said. Yeah. Yeah, but um, 
anyway, that's it for MTV. And I'm sorry if we're not on our game. <laughs> we'll be better. Yeah. We're back. Yeah, we're but all I can say is, I mean, uh, for a time, you know, for, I want to say from about 93 until maybe 97. Nah, maybe not even 97, Nuh-uh. maybe 96. 96. 96. That was like, that, it, that channel was a big deal for me. Me whether too. it was Beavis and Butthead, whether it was just uh, the music videos themselves, but um, we kind of talked about this when we were, when we were comparing the two between um, uh, the BET music video shows and the MTV shows, especially as far as hip hop and R and B were concerned. Um, you know, MTV. You know, for me, like those. That, you know, for me, that was that was the period. That's when I watched it the most, and that's when I cared about it the most. Um, but. You know, being the kind of music listener I am, I noticed pretty soon, you know, that, you know, the better stuff is over on these channels over here, or, because I can't, MTV, even, even before, even before, um, you know, Telecommunications Act went and, um, fucked up all the radio stations to where radio is in the state that it's in now, mm-hmm. to where everything's syndicated, and everything's got these short, you know, 40 song playlists. And you're not allowed to break any artists. You're not allowed to program your own show as a DJ anymore. All that kind of stuff. See, even before radio was live, before we even got Z107, which was just the, the no, <laughs> which is like the vanguard of like that fucking Jacket format, you know. Bullshit. You know, we even before we had that in this market, MTV was that station where they just played everything too damn much. And they played the same four or five songs, you know, and that's when I was like, I found it pretty soon, you know, yeah, I'm not going to find the best stuff on MTV. I can go to BET or the box even until, you know, ironically, the box was bought out by MTV too, mm-hmm. uh, on cable, you know, when the box, when the cable company started carrying the box. But, uh, yeah, um, so <sighs> yeah, I mean, I just, I, I, I stopped fucking with MTV you know, after just a couple of years, because just they, their playlists weren't deep. You know, I could find better stuff elsewhere. Yeah, I totally agree. It's, it's the same for me. You know, but as far as the popularity of the network and at least what it seemed like it was uh, all about, you know, yeah, definitely the downfall kind of happened like around what you were saying there. Yeah. You know, to the point where I mean, you'd be hard pressed to find music videos on there or anywhere. I mean, the. The cable, the satellite and cable channels have them, but it, you know, you really gotta look for them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say, you know, and this is kind of this is outside the the boundaries, I guess, because this is the early two thousands. But MTV two had me for a minute um, when they used to do the Sucker Free Sundays. Mm-hmm. They used to play a pretty good variety of like hip hop stuff, and then also uh, they had. Uh, they had making the band two with uh with P Diddy, which is a guilty pleasure. Um, even though it was that exact reality TV crap, um, it was just I mean it was for me it was pretty fucking funny. Um, but also, uh, it had Who's Got Game. If you remember that, that was a it was trying to cash in on the popularity that uh and one uh Street Ball was kind of 
experiencing at the moment. Yeah. And so they had these, uh, they had Pee Wee Kirkland actually go out there and coach these, uh, these, uh, streetball players from all these different cities and they play elimination and, uh, until they got to the, uh, you know, the la- yeah, I guess the last two and then they played for the championship, I guess, one on one. But, uh, I, you know, that was pretty good. Magic Johnson was involved in it. Um, that was a pretty good show. I, I, I enjoyed that. But again, that wasn't musical. <laughs> yeah. You know? So, so I mean, that's really all I had to say about it. But I mean, I just I'm, I'm glad to have uh, found MTV when I did and watched it when I did. You know, just the timing of it was perfect. It was um, within you know a really important stretch of uh, years for hip hop and for uh, for alternative rock. Um, that you know, if you want to sum the '90s up. You know, we can look at those two movements right there. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad I got to experience it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I am too. Yeah. Um, you know, the kids now, which is so weird to say, but yeah, we are old. You know, the kids now, they don't know what it was. I mean, they, what they know of MTV is, is what it is now, the real world and all those stupid, you know, shows that they have yeah. uh, on now, you know. Like Teen Wolf? Is that still on? I, I don't know. I just remember I just remember when it came out and I said, oh, a Teen Wolf series. Okay, I'll check it out. And it's like, uh, it feels like Twilight. Heroes, but shittier. Yeah, I, I got a Twilight vibe from it and I turned it off. Yeah, kind of that too. But uh, then they tried to adapt like a couple um, Brit coms. Like they tried to adapt Skins, which I wasn't really a fan of in the first place. And then they tried to do In Betweeners, which you mentioned before, yeah, and failed because uh, they would try to squeeze two different In Betweeners episodes into one episode. And I mean, it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't great either. Yeah. You know, if I had never seen the In Betweeners before the original, mm-hmm. I I might I it, it wouldn't have been a must must watch show, but I think I would have enjoyed it a little bit better. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. But anyway, let's uh call it wraps for for tonight. Yes. Um, yes. You know where to find us. Yes, www.nojibajabafm, facebook.com slash nojibajabafm. We are on Instagram, nojibajabafm, YouTube. Uh, just Google nojibajabafm, you'll find us. <laughs> yeah. And, yes, we and are. shouts out again to uh, Bodega Box Office for having us on their show. Yes. Uh, go check out that episode for real. Both of those yeah. episodes because they were awesome. Yes, it is, um, well, it's not numbered on Keepers of the Funk. It's a special edition called, uh, Bodega Funk, uh, featuring, of course, Bodega Box Office. Uh, on their feed, it is, uh, episode 33, mm-hmm. where, uh, where they talk, uh, Disorderlies with us, which is the Fat Boys movie from 1987. Yeah. So, <laughs> the Death Cakes Rage is in full effect in that episode, <laughs> Hey, speak for yourself. I love that movie. Yeah, well, you're just. <laughs> hey, 
hey, you know, another thing, after the fact, you know, we didn't realize we had um, dropped that episode on the same day that uh, Marky D's uh, 48th birthday. Oh, yeah, that's right. Which is fucking this, uh, just insane timing. timing. Just nobody, nobody knew. No, I until didn't like two days after when I saw it. On, uh, right. Some, I don't even know where it's at. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty badass. But uh yeah, we're also on Twitter, uh at Death Cakes Pod. I am at Il Rockski. Jay is at J A Y R U seventy eight. That's J R U seven eight. Uh and I think that about covers it all, doesn't it? Yeah, that's it for tonight, folks. Alright, well, episode forty in the can. Stay Another milestone. <laughs> Stay tuned for forty one. Oh, <laughs> oh, 41. Oh, 41. Yeah, 40. Ooh. Yeah, I don't even want to talk about it. Let's just, uh, we'll see you for, uh, 40.5 and, and 41. Yeah. Whoa. Did you hear that? All right, he said, funk that. See ya. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Funk that. <laughs> Question. Yeah. Every Question. <laughs> That's pretty good, Beavis. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Step on him. Kick him in the ass. Yeah. Funk dad. Funk dad. Funk dad. Question. Question. Every time I turn on the radio, every time I turn on the radio, 15 times a day. For three months. Yeah. Man? Question. Why is it that Beavis is fiddling with his wiener 15 times a day for three months? Shut up, butthead. Fuck that. Question. Why is it that every time I ask butthead to change the channel because a video sucks, he never does it? Fuck that. Question. Why is it that... They should get this guy on that 16 Minutes show instead of that old Mickey Rooney dude they got. He sucks. Yeah, check this out, buddy. You know what I don't understand? Why is it that every time I break my nose, it's full again in a few minutes? Fuck that. You sound just like that butt munch. Yeah, yeah, check this out, too. How come they call it taking a dump and not leaving a dump? I mean, after all, you're not really taking it anywhere. Fuck that. I used to sleep with a cinder block under my head just to make sure I didn't wake up too soft. <laughs>